Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Welcome to Man in the Mirror with Hezekiah L. Montgomery, your host and co-host, Michelle Johnson. Tonight we will be discussing healing and rebuilding. We will be talking about what happens when we fall from grace and the process it takes to heal and to begin rebuilding. But before we get started, as always, we will open up in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down, Lord, as Heavenly Father's Lord. Thank you, Heavenly. Thank you, Lord, for being the Father that you are to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for the healing process that can happen in our lives, Lord, even though we fall. The word says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God of understanding, a God who will always be there for us, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done in our lives, even when we don't understand what's going on. Even when we, you know, many times we want to stop, we want to give up. But, Lord, you tell us to keep going on. And we just thank you, Lord, for that process, Lord. Bless those who are listening to the show tonight, Lord. Bless those who will listen to the show later on, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Continue to bless our co-hosts in a mighty way, Lord. Bless our family. Bless every household that's under the sound of our voice tonight, Lord. And we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we're just reaching out to you guys tonight with today's message or today's topic, healing and rebuilding. And as always, before we get started, if you have a question or a comment, please press the number one on your phone and join us and you'll be in our queue, and just join us for tonight's talk. And a little more about tonight's episode. The Bible says, the righteous fall seven times, but they get up. How, how is that true? It's true, because God knew that when he created us, man, that we would fall, sin, make mistakes, and fall from grace. But he provided a way for us to get our lives back in order, and that was through his son, Jesus Christ. When we fall, we don't have to stay there. We fall, get up, and God and God ask God to forgive us and then start the healing process of our lives of getting back into his grace. Tonight we're going to talk about that process. That's the process that myself, me, myself, was going through and still going through for the past six years of my life. It is a process of healing and rebuilding. After my fall from grace at one point in my life, I actually thought about suicide, but that was just for a brief moment. Then the Lord led me to write my book, Rediscovering Kai. That was the healing process. Everything that I messed up in, everything that was going wrong, the Lord was starting the healing process in me. The healing process is used to get us back on track and to get us closer to him. And again, when we're talking about the healing process, we are talking about that grace, that mercy that God gives us. It's it's not an easy thing, and, and I'm going to tell you honestly, You know, I had to really get into the Word of God, really study, really meditate, really sink in to get to know God. 
because from the world's point, we can do it the world the world's way, you know. Because I went through, and my pastor was talking about that this week. I went through church hurt. I went through relationship hurt. I went through abandonment. So when you go through all, when we go through all of this all at one time, it's almost enough to make you want to go crazy if we're not strong, if we don't have anything strong in us, if we don't have anything that you say that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, yes, we're going to fall. Yes, we're going to make mistakes because none of us are perfect. There was only one perfect thing, and that was Jesus Christ himself. But, you know, when we do fall, when we do make those mistakes, when we do sin, the Bible, the Word says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I'll say that again. All have sinned. There's no such thing as a person that says they haven't made a mistake in life. Then they're calling God a liar because that's scripture. You know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if we say that we have not sinned, then we're calling God a liar. And that, and honestly, I don't think that would be a good thing because even if you say, even if you stole a penny, that's a sin. And you can actually go to hell for if you don't repent from stealing that penny. So we have to be careful when we're going through. It's not, and I always tell people, it's not what you go through; it's how you go through, and how. And I wrote something earlier um, to back up a lot of what I said, and I'm going to read some of that because I've been actually working on this for the past week. God gave it to me earlier this week, and I said I need to actually write it down because meantime, time God gives, gives me something, and as a writer, it's best for me to write it down. So, um, so that way, you know, I will know, hey, this is what you need to write so you can give it to the people. And one thing that I did write earlier you see, as we're going through life, I hit a brick wall, and I'm just paraphrasing what I said. And out of God's grace, I ended up in a place that I shouldn't have been. After the smoke cleared, I felt like Cain. Um, I was left with a mark on me. It was a social mark and a spiritual mark. So, so what I was, so what was I supposed to do? Well, with the grace of God, he started the healing process in, in my life. He took the things out that I didn't need. And many of us, and I like, you know, that dawned on me as I was right. Many of us try to hold on to those things that we don't need in our lives. I wrote something about this, um, Sodom and Gomorrah, years ago. And it's um, on my page, Hezekiah L. Montgomery page. It is there. And it was I was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah because... God gave um, Abraham to Lot the order that God say, walk out and don't look back. Two commandments, walk and don't look back. But unfortunately, Lot's wife was so concerned and worried about what she was leaving behind. In the meantime, God tells us, walk and don't look back. And she looked back and was turned to a pillar of salt. So, you know, sometimes God has to take those things, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, it was time for a lot to leave. So God said, walk and don't look back. Um, so he 
God starts taking things out of our lives that we don't need. He put new people and new relationships in our lives to start the rebuilding or the heal to start rebuild the healing process. And He gave me a new vision, which was the, also part of the process. So many times, you know, when God starts taking people away from your life, when God starts putting more people back in your life, when God starts putting new people in your life, when that church hurt, because, again, church, you know, that church hurt is the most difficult hurt to get over because church hurt is, you know, the church is supposed to be there to help you. But many times some church leaders, I won't mention no names, but some people, they fall short of the mark. And I always tell them, if they fall short of the mark, then I always say that's between them and God. Because once we start to get it together, once I start to get together, you know, many times when you go through church hard, many people are bitter. Unfortunately, that's true. Because, you know, they think all churches are the same, which they're not. They have issues with, you know, the church, you know, all churches. But that's not fair. And that's, you know, that's an untrue. Because we cannot say all churches are the same because of one issue that we had with another church. So we definitely have to, you know, remember that, look, all churches aren't the same. You know, God is doing something in our lives. And um, as I was continually, he said, um, God had to work on my heart and give me hope to know that he is there and is working on me to be the best that I can be. He then said and gave me a new vision that will glorify him. So as we're going through, God is talking to us through his word. He's working. You know, many times people may not understand. They may think you're crazy. Maybe think I'm crazy. But many times we have to continue on that path that he's given us. He's going to, it's not an easy process. That is why I use the um, illustration in a um, chat room of brick by brick, situation by situation, um, incident by incident, person by person. These are all bricks that God is using to rebuild, to to fashion us into what we need to be. And um, you're listening live with the man of Mary, with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. And, Michelle, you know, as I'm still continuing to go on, do you have any um, comments to say? Um, I really just wanted to get, and I don't know if we're planning to do this later, but when we're when I'm talking about or using certain words, I love to kind of define them so people can kind of see um, where your train of thought is or, or what you're saying. So you use two really good words in the title of tonight's uh, topic, which is healing and rebuilding. And so I just wanted to throw the definitions out there and uh, talk about that a little more. So to heal means to restore to health or soundness, to cure, to ease or relieve, to recover from an illness or injury, return to health, to experience relief from emotional distress, to be relieved or eliminated. And then rebuilding to make extensive repairs to, to restore to a previous state, to make 
extensive changes in to build again. And some of the synonyms of build are mend, repair, um, which implies making something whole or sound that was broken. So I really love that. Both of both of the words, they are different. They are different words, but one of the things that's common in them is making something whole or um, repairing or curing as as healing, the definition for healing, and then the making something, bringing it back to soundness or making it sound. And I always equated being sound or be, as, as being whole. So I just really love the idea uh, of the, the topic tonight because, you know, a lot of things, they come and they um, break us. They shatter shatter our lives. They they cause everything to be in disrepair. Everything you know, everything's out of place. You know, relationships are broken. Our trust is broken. Our faith is broken. Like these things, they that come in life, they cause us to end up broken or um, just out of whack. And so, rebuilding. Uh, and healing is just us bringing that, and it's not us, but it's God, just bringing us back to a, a place of wholeness and a place of uh, healthiness again, where we can, it's not so much what we were before, but it's even more like when, when we, and I, I you can, I'm sure you can, um, agree with me, but when we go through some things, when we become broken, when we are disappointed, when things are happening in our life, when we do gain ourselves back, when when we are repaired and we're healed and we're rebuilt, we're actually better than what we were in the first place. It's, it We never are exactly the same, but it's always better because you have that experience Experience. You had that testimony. You were able to overcome something, and now God can use you in a whole new way to bless somebody's life. So I love the idea of the healing and rebuilding you to a place that was even greater than before. Excellent, excellent. Again, you're uh, listening live with a man with Man in the Mirror with your host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson, and we are discussing healing and rebuilding. Um, and I'm actually piggyback. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. You can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash n dash the mirror, and you should see the link for the show. And it's also, if you were invited, it is also in um, our um, event page. Now, I'm going to continue from what Michelle was saying. Now, the rebuilding is the is that other part. We were talking about the healing. Now, rebuilding takes time. If you walk around Baltimore now, you see, you know, some of the bridges that they're redoing or rehabbing or rebuilding. That takes time. I keep looking at some. I'm like, okay, it's taking forever to get this bridge done. 
But it's a process. If we just throw a bridge up and people drive on it, that bridge could fall apart. That's not a good thing. You know, and, and I'm sure Maryland doesn't want that to happen. It's not something, as I said, that you do overnight. And a thought came to me years ago on the McDonald's restaurant when it came out. They used to rehab McDonald's when it's time to fix it up. So, you know, take some parts out, add some new parts. But as time goes by, it had to come to a point where they had to come with a blueprint. And what did they do? They would demolish the whole thing from the everything. They would demolish it. You know, it wasn't it would it would take too much money to rehab it. So it was easier for them to just demolish it. I mean, just you know, bring bulldozers in, bring every all the heavy equipment in and just tear it down. Once they tear it down, they you know and all and literally when all the smoke's clear clears, what they would do? They would start laying out a new blueprint or a new land print for where everything was going to go. And brick by brick, they would start rebuilding because they are rebuilding a new edifice. And is that what that built? Is all those things built overnight? No, it takes several months. It's quicker than normal, but it takes several months. It wasn't going to be something they just throw up overnight because now they're brick by brick, mortar by mortar. They are building a new McDonald's, and when it's done, it's a beautiful thing to look at and visit because now we're like, oh, the new look, you know, new technology, and that's what God does to us because once we get to that point where we fall, remember, righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. God wants us to get up. He doesn't want us to continue to stay down. And, again, that process, and I want anybody, you know, think that that process is going to be overnight as where healing takes time. Because, remember, when you get cut or if you get cut deep enough, it takes time. When you hurt deep enough, it takes time for that healing process to happen. And during that healing process in our lives, we need to be praying, talking to God. We need to be reading our words. You know, the word says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. We have to, you know, we have to bow down before God. We have to fast. We have to go back to the old-fashioned way of doing things, prayer and fast. We have to lift up supplications to God. We have to honor God. So that way he knows that once he gets finished pouring all of getting all that mess out of us, because when you're sick and if you have a bad cold, it takes a while for it. You know, sometimes, um, and I'm sure in the show can attest to this, sometimes when you're really sick, it takes a minute to get all of that stuff out of you. So, you know, mm-hmm. when we get to that point in our life where we have fallen, you know, I or God, well, God doesn't want you to stay there because um, Satan wants us to stay in at one point in our lives. He wants us to stay there because that means that he has gotten a victory. That means that he has won. But we can't do that. That's why I write scriptures like a righteous man falls seven times because his mercy is renewed every morning. God is there for us every day. You know, we can say, look, you know, we can talk to him. 
like our kids talk to us or kids have questions for us or kids, you know, we can talk to him because he is our daddy. He's our father. But we can talk to him and say, look, I messed up. You know, I'm sorry. You know, we can come to him and really, you know, talk to him one-on-one. Many people think that, you know, he's offstandish or, you know, he, he wouldn't understand. Yes, he there's nothing new under the sun. Unfortunately, God knew what we were going to do before we did it. But, you know, he wants us to know that he is still there after we mess up. You know, he doesn't want us to say, hey, look, you know, he doesn't turn his back on us because many of us know we got those frenemies around. You don't know if they're your friend or your enemy, but we call them frenemies because, you know, on a good day, fair weather friend, they're there. On a bad day when you really need them, they're not there. You can call them, you can text them. They got you on do. They got you on do not call, or you know, they got you on do not disturb. But with you and mm. them, they know that you are always there. They got your number. They text you. They come knocking on your door. They drive up to your house when you're not even ready, when you don't even need them. But God is not like that. Whenever we need Him, He's just a prayer away. And don't have to be a long prayer. He's just a prayer away. He's just a sentence away. He's just a thought away. And he will show up. He will show up. Um, any comments, Michelle? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I really love this discussion tonight because I love the, like, the, I, I, as you can probably tell, I really like the words that we use tonight. And so, you know, we have to remember that, like you were saying earlier, this is a part. It's a process when you're healing and rebuilding. Uh, when we're sick, you know, our body takes it takes time to heal. Whether we broke something, you know, that infamous six six to eight in the cast kind of thing, so that your your body can mend itself, or or whether we're sick with a cold, you know, it takes us a few days to get back on our feet, and then even after that, you know, people, you'll hear them saying, well, I'm not 100%, but I feel a lot better because your body body is just continually healing as you go along. And I just wanted to read a scripture, uh, Isaiah 41 and 10, and it says, do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so we need to remember that, you know, we we are just not in this thing alone, that God is with us every step of the way. And, you know, we need to use those tools and those things. Like when we're sick, you know, with a cold, we may may be eating chicken noodle soup or drinking orange juice or different things like that to – help make ourselves feel better. And when we're, you know, when we've broken something, they put a cast around in order to give us uh, uh, stability so that our, our body can mend. Well, those things, those are the things in the natural that help us to heal or, or mend or our bodies to mend themselves. But in the spiritual, it's, it's God and it's the word of God. So when we're going through these things where we end up broken and things are just all torn apart in our life, and and uh, we feel, you know, shattered, and, and all these things are going on, we need to remember that we need the Word. The Word 
is our medicine. The word heals us. So we need the word in order to be able to heal from our hurts and from our pain and from our our sickness and from just things that are going on in our life. We need to be able to get that word in us. That's our good medicine. Uh, and that's just something I wanted to bring out. You know, we really need to, to lean on God. We really need to to know, you know, where our healing comes from, where our help comes from. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And you're right. We need to know. Again, I don't that is the emphasis. We need to get into the word and I'm pushing myself to get more into it as well. There's one thing I try to tell people to you know, just to give them a little if it's hard for you to start off, read a proverb today, because proverbs are full of wisdom. And every time you read a proverb, something's going to jump out at you, something's going to teach you, something's going to happen that you've never even thought about before. So if you just read a proverb today or read a psalm a day, Psalms 100 is a good psalm, Psalm 37 is a good psalm. So if you just start reading something, you have to, because that's what you know helped me when I was going through. I had to really get into the Word, and all that as I was reading, I was being sanctified. I was being, you know, all that old stuff was coming out of me. All that old, those old issues, because the, the Bible says, out of the issues, out of the heart comes the issues of life. So if those things are in our heart. It's really not. It's not really going to help us throughout our daily life. It's not going to help us as we're trying to change. So God had to demolish, and I like that. I like that God had to demolish. And I'll say that again. He had to demolish all that old stuff. I mean, he had to really just get all that old stuff out of me. So when he needed to re- get that new blueprint, when he needed to start laying ground on a new ground then he was able to be glorified, you know, in my life after that. So people wouldn't, you know, see any marks of that old stuff. Because many times when you work on something, if you're really not careful, people may see see some traces of the old stuff. And you don't want people to see that. You want people to see the newness. You want people to see what's there. So you don't want traces of that old stuff being there. You know, you know, some um, residuals, you don't want that. What you want to do is, and they may show up and that's fine. God can help you deal with that. But you want people to see the new you. You want people to see, hey, I'm a work in progress. I remember a song we used to say, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. You know, it took him just a night to make the stars and the moon and all that, but he's still working on me. And God is continually rebuilding and constructing and saying, okay, we may need to tweak this, we may need to tweak that. But as long as we're following his blueprint, and that's another thing, his blueprint is the word of God. Because everything that we need to do, and I've learned in Proverbs, that everything that we need to do and understand is in the word of God. God has written it there as a love letter, and he has written it there as a blueprint for us to know, what should I do? Which way should I go? You know, we always, we, you know, we all get caught up on these GPSs, but that's, that is the greatest GPS around if you think about it. Because when you don't know, 
God will help you to know. Yeah. And we are at, we are at a half halfway mark of the show. And I'm having a beautiful night tonight because that was something that God gave me and put on my heart. And I've been, you know, sometimes they pass it. I always say they're struggling with trying to get the message out. So when it was time for me to do it, I said, okay, God, I'll do it because I want to share the process that I went through. And, you know, so you guys will know that we're not alone. We're all in this together. Um, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www blogtalkradio.com forward um, slash man dash n dash the mirror and we're going to have a few notes from our supporters Music Instruction for All Learners Inc where music knows no age if you're interested in music instruction such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons please contact us at 888-501-8650 extension 778 Set up an appointment to talk to our instructors, and please visit us on our new and improved website at www.mifalinc.org, www.mifalinc.org. We're also running a fundraiser now, and we're raising $400 to pay for the fees for our nonprofit status. So if you would like to donate, please log in at www.gofund.me. Dot com forward slash me file inc. We're taking donations from five hundred up to a five to a hundred dollars. Um, another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project, uh, which was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy Boss chicks are boss chicks too. Not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. And their website at www.curvyboss.com. And Michelle, do you have, is there any good news or any more news about Curvy Boss right now? Well, we have super exciting news, which is uh, we just finished the photo shoot for the Curvy Boss calendar that will be coming out later this year. So we are just super, super excited about that. And also, Later this year, um, we are doing the mentorship program for our young curvy bosses just as a way to empower and support and inspire them to be confident women of curves. So we, we're we just really excited about uh, what is going on in Curvy Boss, and, and we can't wait for the calendar to come out. So there will be more information. We are still um, doing the fundraiser as well, the GoFundMe. You can go um, on GoFundMe and just look up Curvy Boss Project and uh, donate. And just as you said, $5 to do it, $10 to do it, whatever you want to do. So, you know, we just appreciate everyone's support and are excited about what's going on. Excellent. We're going to take a break for a few minutes, and we will be back with healing and rebuilding. The The process continues. In the valley of made 
where you're not meant to be Where the shame throws shadows on you But don't you forget that you're headed to I still need you to buy the book of the process that God put me through 
with the healing and rebuilding, and he's still rebuilding, and I'm still going through the healing process because it's not something that happens overnight. It may take a few years, but I'm not where I was, but I know what what's the saying, I'm not there, but I wasn't, I'm not where I was. So um, uh, we just having a marvelous talk tonight. You can call in, call in, press number one. This is the time we want people to call in. And if you have a story or if there's something that you're going through, you can share it with us and tell us what you're, you know, how are you doing with your process? Because this is not just me, not just Michelle. This is a process that we're all going through. And, um, again, the building phase in our lives is the most important, or should I say the rebuilding is always going to be the most important phase. After life has demolished us and we run back to our Heavenly Father, he's the one that starts the rebuilding. And I said that before, after we've been demolished, almost like the Twin Towers, it took. they didn't just build the new ones or whatever they did. They didn't just do it overnight. It was a process. One brick at a time, he gives us grace and mercy. Every day, he starts opening doors for us. He brings new people into our lives, and he even puts us on a new path. That's what God does for us. He's not just going to leave us fall. You know, when we fall, he doesn't want us to say just stay down there, because um, I know people that are, uh, you know, they want you to be sympathetic for them all the time. You know, they want they want them wallow in the mud. They people, you know. Again, the word says, a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. But there are people that actually, you know, want you to feel sorry for them all the time. That's not biblical. Because when we fall, you know, when we sin, he wants us to ask forgiveness. Because the word says, you know, if we ask forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So he wants us to call on him. He wants us. To you know, if we confess our sins, He wants us to do this so He can we can bring us back into our, in the fold. He wants to bring us back in the fold, and that's First John one nine. Um, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. So He wants us there. He wants us to come back. But many times people want to fall. They want to lay in the mud. They want to wallow in it, and they, you know, they boo-hooing, boo-hooing, and, you know, looking up and wondering why, I know, you know, people keep passing them by, and, you know, they want somebody. To, but, God, that's not what God wants us to do. He wants to get up, wipe ourselves off, hold our heads up high, and start the process. That's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to stay. And, you know, if you fall again, get up again. If you fall again, he says, you know, that's just a, a theoretical number. He's not saying, you know, you know, after seven times, that's it. But he said a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. You Amen. know, he wants us to get up. You know, don't don't say, well, after seven times, I'm in trouble. No. Hezekiah didn't say that. It, it just That's theoretical number. You know, that's just a number that he puts out there. God does things in seven. So he said a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. And then, then the reconstruction can start. Demolish. Once the world has chewed us up, the world can be cruel. It can spit you up. It can chew you up and spit you out. 
but then you still can stand. You still can make it through that. Any comments, Michelle? Oh, no, I definitely agree with you um, as far as, uh, you know, we have to, we can't stay still because rebuilding and healing, uh, those things take for us to move. We have to do something in order. We we have to do something in order to facilitate the healing and the rebuilding. So we can't get stuck. We can't, you know, stop moving forward. Um, you know, like if you just look at a construction project, you know, if, if everyone just stands still, nothing, absolutely nothing is going to get done. And the thing is, God is going to do his work, but, you know, we have to do the possible, the things that we can do, and then God will meet us, you know, at what we can't do. And he can do all things that we can't do, and we can end up doing anything and everything through Christ. So that is how we rebuild our life is through God. But we have to move. We have to do something. We have to lean on that word. We have to keep forward motion. We can't stand still and we can't give up. If we give up, you know, I mean, like what if Job had had given up? What if he had said, that's it, you know, I'm just going to be like this for the rest of my life and I, I just can't do any better and, I guess God hates me and, uh, you know, like whatever. But we just really, we can't do that. We can't have a pity party because that's just not what God wants for us. He wants us to speak life. And in order for us to speak life, we need to have those life-giving words inside of us, which is his word. So we need to take in his word and speak that word back out and speak life over us. So, you know, we just we can't just be still. We can't just, you know, sit in pity. We have to move forward. We have to be preachers, sister. Go ahead and preach it because you just took a, you know, my my next thing I was going to say, I don't know. I got to watch you. You may be trying to take over. But um, I actually found a image, a picture, and it says rebuilding the true you God's way. That is what God is trying to do, rebuilding the true you, God's way. Now say that again. Rebuilding the true you, God's way. And you also mentioned something. You said life and death is in the power of the tongue. We have to speak life into our own lives. We have to speak life into our children's lives. We have to speak positiveness. We have to speak love. We have to, speak, you know, we have to anoint ourselves. Anoint your head, anoint your feet, anoint your hands. We have to speak that life. You know, even when you're having the roughest day, you can you can say, you know, Lord, it's going to be okay. I'm going to make it. Regardless of what it looks like, I'm going to make it. And it also reminds me of, I heard a pastor preach this. Many of us caught the buses, not all, you know, not all of us had a car. Not always, you know, have people driving us around, but, you know, being a, a young man from Philadelphia, I grew up catching a bus. And as preacher said, it's almost like when you update, um, Pastor Tony Smith said this one morning, he said, it's almost like waiting for the bus. You know God is going to bless you. You know it's coming. So you waiting on that bus, 
And I remember waking up 5, 6 o'clock in the morning trying to get up and go catch that, um, the 54 on Lehigh Avenue in Philadelphia, so I know. So I'm, you know, walking three, four blocks to get there with a heavy backpack on. So you trying, you know, you waiting for that bus. You get up and safely, well, you, you got to be careful now. Back then it wasn't as bad, but you safely go in the street. You look up. The direction the bus is coming, you don't see it. So you go back. And you just wait mm. patiently. You may take out a, you know, well, we didn't have phones back then. You know, that shows how young some of us are. But you take out a book and read it or something. You may go sit down on the steps. Then, you know, you get up, go slightly in the street again. You look up. and like, okay, bus ain't coming. Okay, so you know it's coming. You know it's coming. So, you know, what we used to do, we may go walk another two blocks to the direction we need to go. And but we're still looking. We're looking. You know the bus is coming. And sooner or later, because when you got your good eyes way back when, you may see the bus a mile away. So then you you know you stop and then you see that bus is coming. But what if you decide? This is some of us do. What if you decide to walk away and like okay, I guess I'm not going to make it. At that very moment that you decide to walk away, you half a block, half a block down the street or a block down, and that bus came. And there's that old saying, you missed the bus. But that's how God is with us because he's basically saying, I need you to hold on. It's coming. I need you just to keep holding on, keep having faith, keep, you know, hope. Keep having faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can remove mountains. So if you just keep holding on, your bus is coming, your blessing is coming. I mean, it's coming. Many of us, we waiting on that bus. You know, we're waiting on that bus. We looking like, God, when is this bus coming? You start talking to yourself. And now in Baltimore, we start calling MTA like, okay, the bus ain't here. Where is it? So they go checking on it for you. So, you know, modern technology is taking over where, you know, you can keep track of things better today. But way back when, old-fashioned, where you ain't calling nobody, you just waited. Mm. And if it didn't come, and if it didn't come, guess what? We just started walking if it was, you know, for somewhere we can walk. And we had those days where we walked. But we all know that sooner or later that that blessing is on its way or that, you know, as God is still working on us, we know that he is doing everything for our good. So we know, we know, we know, we know without a reasonable doubt that whatever we're going through, he is going to work it out for our good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening live with Man in the Mirror with your host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are just having a beautiful discussion of healing and rebuilding because many times in our lives we have to be healed so God can start the rebuilding. You know, a lot of people don't understand that, but we have to, he has to heal us first so he can start the process of rebuilding us up. He has to demolish, sometimes he may have to knock us down in order to get up. You know, you ever see that wild person that, they, you know, they go on, they just, you know, we see it on TV all the time when a person just ramping, 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 talking, and they just smack the person in the face to get their attention. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, okay, 
okay, okay. And sometimes God has to do that to us. It's like, okay, you're not paying attention. You're just going on like a crazy person. So let me just smack, you know, you know, knock you down a little bit or, you know, get your attention. How many of us have ever been there where God had, had got our attention? How about Amen. you, Michelle? Okay. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, several times God has put me into, and I, the only way I've ever been able to describe it as a quiet place is when I have just messed up things so badly that or when things have just gone so badly that I sit in a in a place of devastation basically. And it it's just a quiet place. He always seems to make it where so I'm just removed. Removed from people and, and everybody and everything and I have this quiet time with him and I've always believed that it's in that time that he's doing the rebuilding, that he's doing the healing, that he's, you know, speaking speaking things to my spirit so that I can get past and get through, you know, what I've experienced and so I've always appreciated quiet time. With him, it's just with me and God, kind of. So, I've definitely always appreciated appreciated that because I feel like God. I really feel like He cares. He's caring for me. He's taking care of me at that time. And I actually, um, in the uh, event room for uh, tonight's show, I just posted. Um, what do they call them, memes? (laughs) I just posted basically some quotes um, that really spoke to my spirit. It's about four of them, and you guys can take a look at them when you get a chance. But, um, you know, one of them says everything that is broken can be restored. And I love that because Sometimes uh, we get into this thing, and that's why I was saying, talking about earlier about not doing a pity party, because sometimes people get into this thing where they just think, I just went too far, I'm too far gone, I'm lost, God doesn't, God doesn't want me anymore, like I just messed up so bad, I can't come back from it. And one, you speak in more devastation into your life by saying those things, but you know, this is just letting you know, which is absolutely true, which there is never a place that you can go. There is never a situation that you have messed up so badly. There is never a time where you have done anything that you cannot be restored. And so people really need to get that. There is nothing on this earth that you can do that you cannot be restored from. And so I really want people to take that to heart and realize that that God is always there with that open hand to be able to to help you and guide you and rebuild you and heal you and fix the things that are broken. Amen, amen, and I like that as well. You know, everything that is broken can be restored. And I like the one uh, that, and I'm just going to piggyback off what you said. Healing comes when we choose to walk away from darkness and move towards a brighter light. 
that is a beautiful quote because that is true. And um, I, you know, I wrote in the beginning of my book, hint, 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 rediscovering Kai. Um, you know, it's one thing we. I don't want people to ever think that you're ever in that dark place where you the light that that light that bus is at the very end. But many times we may stop short before mm-hmm. we even get there. So we don't want you to stop short. We want you to continue in his grace, in his mercy, even when it seems dark, even when it seems like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not understanding. You know, that that is, you know, the, the words, um, I use my verse that I love, that God gave me as one of the verses that I use in my love, in my life. Um, from Joshua one nine. And he says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Remember I said earlier about those Fremenes? Those Fremenes turn around, they go. They leave. They fair-weathered friends. They are not your friends. They are your fremenies, friends slash enemy. And, and hey, you you know what that's saying. Hey, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer, because that way you know what's going on. You know we keep our enemies closer, so we you know we know what they're doing. If you don't, if you don't keep them close, you're in trouble. But he was telling Joshua, I haven't, I did not tell you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. And he told God, told me years ago, fear is not an option. Regardless of what it looks like, fear is not an option in your life at this point. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be wherever, be with you wherever you go. Amen. Many times, many times we get into this point where, you know, wherever, okay, who can, who under, what does the word wherever, where's my thesaurus, where's my person who always looking up word, what does wherever mean, what does wherever, wherever, an adverb, in or to whatever place emphasizing a lack of restriction, meet me wherever you like, no restrictions, God is saying, I'm going to be with you wherever. There's no restrictions. Mm-hmm. No restrictions. He's not putting any restrictions of, uh, I'm going to be with you up to a certain point, like some, of, <laughs> like some of our friends, when they get to a certain point, like, okay, this is, where I, this is where I stop. This is where I let go. I can't go any further with you. But wherever means in or whatever place emphasizing a lack of restriction. There's no restriction. God is not God is going to be with us wherever you go. And we're winding love, down with the uh I'm, I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I don't know if you um got to that definition that I'm seeing, but um one of the definitions I'm seeing when I looked that up is in in every case. In every case, and that's what me and you were both kind of saying. What I was saying earlier as well, it they, there just is no situation that he can't fix, he can't heal, he can't repair, he can't rebuild you from it. Like there just is none. He's there, and he can do it in every single case. Amen, and he does. 
Uh, we are winding down with the last couple minutes. Do you have um, any closing remarks, Michelle? I just wanted to, you know, just tell our listening audience to get into the word. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. That's what I want to leave our, our audience with. Do that. Keep that word close at hand and in your heart and speak it to yourself. And God will be there to rebuild and heal you in every situation. I'm so glad that we had this talk tonight. I thank the Lord for bringing that to me because I couldn't understand what he was trying to say. But once I sit down and write, as always, he keeps me, you know, it's not me that's writing this stuff down. It's God that's, you know, I'm just a vessel. I just start typing. And sometimes I don't understand, but he makes it real. He brings revelation to it. But um, as we're winding down, I just want to you know, thank all of you who have been listening and joining in on our discussion on healing and rebuilding. Let's continue the process. Let's continue the process of healing and rebuilding of our lives. Uh, we are here for each other. You can give us a call on our uh, new business line that we've had for a minute now at 888-501-8650, extension 780. Give us a call there. That's, again, if, we're, if you want to say, hey, guys, you guys are doing a good job, we love to hear stuff like that. Or if you would like to be a guest on the show, again, the number is 888-501-8650, extension 780. We all have a story. And don't want you guys to forget that the mantra of man in the mirror is real people, real stories, real overcomers. We want you guys to know that we love you dearly. We, you know, we love we love you because you love us. We we can tell we know when you're listening to our episodes, and we are just having a great time doing man in the mirror. And remember, you know. It's not nothing wrong with going through the healing process. There's nothing wrong with going to the re, re going through the rebuilding process. The thing that we want you to keep doing is keep moving. Don't stop. If you fall, get up. If you make a mistake, say I'm sorry. Talk to God, as Shelley said. Open up your open up your Bible. Open up your Word and read it. Because um, in Proverbs says, "Thy word have I hidden my heart." That might not sin against sin. Also says that that word is a lamp unto a feet unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word will light your path where you will understand what God wants you to do. And again, we thank you for tuning in tonight. We love you dearly. And this has been Hezekiah Montgomery signing off. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror.